Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Do you ever wonder what is the one thing you truly need to be successful in your business, to walk out God's assignment with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment? Well, this month on the podcast, we are talking about safety first. And that one thing that you need is strategy, accountability, focus, and encouragement. We're going to be covering each of those topics on an episode this month, but let's jump in to strategy as the one thing you need today. Let's go. Are you an ambitious Christian woman who feels like you've had success yet something is still missing? Do you wonder if it's possible to be ambitious and let God lead at the same time because you think if it is to be, it's up to me? Does the hustle fuel your adrenaline, but you wanna ditch the overachievement and pursue success with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman. I'm Erin Harrigan, a Christian wife, emptiness mom, entrepreneur, and recovering overachiever who felt those same things. When I prayed for a better way to work, God responded with, let me drive. Then he led me to help women like you through my speaking, coaching, and writing. My mission is teaching you that success doesn't require buying into the world's frantic definition of hustle or into the so-called anti-hustle movement. Instead, you can meet me in the middle right here to redefine hustle as you pursue success with God as your CEO. Each week, we'll spend a focused 15 minutes connecting biblical truth to business with practical application so you can tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus. Does that sound like what you need today? Then let's go. Often when I am a guest on a podcast or I'm coaching a client or I'm speaking at an event, I'm asked, what is the one thing we need? as Christian women in business to succeed? The short answer is God. That is really the one thing that we need. Still, I believe there are four components to walking out this mission in the marketplace that he's given you. Yes, we have our four keys, define, direct, discipline, and develop. And I believe there are four components within that, that that those four keys actually cover. And that's why I'm calling this series Safety First. And SAFE stands for Strategy, Accountability, Focus, and Encouragement. So each week this month, we're going to be talking about those key needs that we have. But I want to start with strategy. And I'm going to start in 1 Corinthians 9.8. This verse is what I call the all in all in all verse God is able to make all grace abound to me that I always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. This is truly life at its best. So when we know that God is our all in all in all, we start with him. But see, strategy when it comes to our business is that he prepares us, that he positions us, that he provides for us and he perfects us. This is clearly his overall plan. 
And strategy means how will we walk out what God has given us to do? How will we bring into being this business and these services and these resources that he's given us to share for kingdom impact? Well, the only way to do that is to align ourselves with him. So we're going to dig into some scripture around this today. And this might seem a little different than what you've traditionally thought of as strategy. But I promise you that in our time together, we're going to connect the biblical truth around this. And you'll see how strategy is the one thing that you need to be successful in your business. So let me start in Deuteronomy 8.18. So this is a reminder that Moses is giving the people that says, you know, when you're walking in in the prosperity that the Lord has given you and you're you're eating the the food and you're drinking the drink and you're joyously celebrating everything that is happening, don't forget that this isn't about your work. This isn't about what you've done. This is all about the Lord. This is the Lord's covenant promise that he gives us the ability to produce wealth. And that's not just money. You know, that's really about the connections and the collaborations and the clients and the services. And God gives us the ability to do all of that. He has given you specific spiritual gifts and natural gifts and talents that allow you to succeed in your business. You may notice that there are some things in your business that just drain you. And there are other things that just seem to come so easily. Well, that's because that's what walking in your gifts and in alignment to his will and obedience does for you, right? So this Deuteronomy 8.18, we can also take as a reminder that he is the one that gives us the ability to truly succeed and that he confirms that covenant today just as he swore to our ancestors, just as he swore to the saints of the Bible long before us, right? We cannot lean on our own pride, but that doesn't absolve us from making plans. It doesn't absolve us from taking action. We have a responsibility to take what he's given us in this assignment and say, well, how am I going to do it? I need to put a plan in place. What is that going to look like? I need to set a vision for where, where this wants to go. And yes, we leave that at the foot of the cross and we ask him for his for his input and his redirection where necessary, but we are not absolved of the responsibility of making a plan. And the saints of the Bible, I'm just going to name a few here, made plans. I've been reading in 2 Chronicles lately, and I was struck by this story of King Jehoiada. I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly, but in 2 Chronicles 23, verse 1, and this is what it says. Let me get there. You hear me flipping through my Bible. In the seventh year, Jehoiada strengthened himself and made a covenant with the captains of hundreds, Azariah, the son of Jeroam, Ishmael, the son of Jehohanan, Azariah, the son of Obed, Messiah, the son of Adiah, and Elashaphat, the son of Zetri. And this is what Dr. Charles Stanley says in, in this part of the story as he was, you know, making these plans. So there was a queen, Athaliah, who wanted to come against uh, and try to exterminate the, the line of David. So literally, Satan at work, 
giving her the direction to destroy the line of David. And after seven years of her rule as queen, Jehoiada was put in place and he was godly and he formulated a plan to overthrow her. But to do so, he needed military connection. He needed the priests. He needed the tribal chiefs, but he trusted the Lord to guide him in this. So he set a strategy. And this is what Dr. Charles Stanley says further. Trusting God and depending on him for strength and protection never means that we should fail to make wise plans. We definitely have to make wise plans. We have to set a strategy, but it means that we use the wisdom that he's given us. We keep our focus on him and we obey him whenever he gives us direction, whenever he gives us direction. And so therefore, again, we are not absolved of making plans, but he will guide our steps as it tells us throughout Proverbs 16. So that was one, Nehemiah. He wanted to rebuild the wall around Jerusalem. He he felt this in his heart and God had perfectly placed him as the cupbearer to Artaxerxes, right? And because of that positioning, because of that preparation, Nehemiah was able to not only have the king on his side, but for the king to send out notice to all of the other rulers and leaders in the area that they would give Nehemiah the resources that he needed and they would ensure his safe passage through their lands. So this is how God prepared and positioned and provided for Nehemiah and Nehemiah made a plan. And because he made a plan and because he, as part of that plan, was always seeking God first, part of our strategy, right? Therefore, they built the wall in record time. They built the wall in record time and even under opposition. Esther, you know, God is not mentioned at all in the book of Esther, but Esther, in her circumstances, God had prepared her and positioned her to, uh, as the queen, right? That he uh, placed her and her cousin Malachi in, these, in this situation where Malachi was going to be killed by Haman. And so he and Esther devised a plan. They devised a strategy, even to the point of her saying, if I will be killed, so be it. But I've got to save my people because Haman was out to exterminate the Jews, right? But she had a plan. And even though God is not mentioned, she had a plan because she believed in what the Lord had promised her people in the covenant promises that he had made before. So she made a plan. Strategy in your business is allowing the Lord margin to move, to define and direct you. Strategy is letting the Bible be a roadmap. Strategy is a daily discipline for starting and ending your day with the Lord, for creating your list of the three top priorities for that day, right? For taking a focus 15 minutes in the evenings to plan your next day. Strategy is what helps you show up every day and serve your clients. Let's take a look at another place in scripture. We'll go to Joshua 1, 7 through 9. We all know how this works, right? We all know that the Lord specifically tells Joshua that he will be successful. How? By meditating on the law day and night, by not looking left and right, by staying focused on the law. And it even says here, I'll go to verse eight, you shall meditate 
in it day and night you, that you may observe to do all according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. This means that he was instructing Joshua in the strategy, right? This is the strategy. Let's go one more place in Ezra 8.22. This is in the second part of this verse. And I love what this says. The gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looks to him, but his great anger is against all who forsake him. When we look to him first, when our strategy is to follow what he's given us and to put a plan in place to do the work that he's given us to do, guess what? His hand is on it. His hand is on your business, friend. Yes, he cares about your business. Yes, he cares what you're doing in walking out the gifts and the assignment that he's given you. When we know that God defines us, not our accomplishments, our achievements, our titles, our money, etc. And when we know that he directs us, we are best able to put a strategy in place and then be accountable to do the work with discipline. We've got to be obedient in what he's given us. Sometimes we create the strategy and he redirects us. You heard me talk about that at in November, right? When I talked about the lessons I learned from getting fired, which was a major redirection. But when I made my strategy on my own, where did it get me? I'm not saying if you make your strategy on your own, you're going to get fired. But what I am saying that what you create outside of God's will, you'll have to maintain outside of his will. And so strategy is all about allowing him to lead you in what you're doing. Now, strategy is a place that some people struggle with. So this is one of the things that I help my coaching clients do is to take that swirl of ideas and offers, et cetera, that's in their head and boil it down to the one or two priorities that they really feel God is calling them to and that align with their gifts and their talents, right? And then we create a strategy. So strategy is part of safety first. So I've got two calls to action for you. Number one, go download that four keys tool. It's down in the show notes. Go grab it if you don't already have it. Number two, let me help you build your safety net. Explore coaching with me. That link is also down in the show notes. I'd love to chat with you about that. But you can find my tools, my resources, everything at erinharrigan.com slash explore. So next week, tune in as we talk about accountability, the second thing you need as part of safety first. But until next time, I pray for and encourage you to tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus as you build your thriving business. I'll see you on the next episode. So glad that you're listening to this podcast and using it as a resource for your pursuit of success God's way. Whether this is the first episode you've heard or you've been a longtime listener, you may wonder what it would be like to be a fly on the wall in one of my coaching sessions. Well, now's your chance. I invite you to an exclusive behind-the-scenes experience as a visitor to my Rooted Group Coaching Membership. This one-time visit will give you a taste of our community as a participant in one of our monthly live group coaching sessions where you'll get to meet women just like you. 
Dip your toe into working with me and experience our encouraging community where accountability and prayer lead the way to business growth. Get the details and register at erinharrigan.com slash rooted visit or click the link in the show notes. I can't wait to see you in the group. Thanks for tuning in to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman this week. I pray this show brings you value as an ambitious woman in business. Remember to check the show notes for my free resources and other helpful links. If this episode spoke to you, take a screenshot, share it with a friend, or share it on social media and tag me. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of learning to redefine hustle as you pursue success so your business produces much fruit and impacts his kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine.